I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'd like to take his his face off. Oh, no, not the beat! A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. Wow, 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 wow. Welcome back to Cage Old Question, where we ask, is Nicolas Cage the greatest actor alive? I'm Artoon, and this is my wife, Christina. Hello! And on this show, we watch the entire film catalog of Nicolas Cage in chronological order, working our way through over 40 years of cinema. As a disclaimer, this is a personal podcast, not affiliated with any third parties, and the opinions expressed herein are strictly our own. And for today's episode, with my little bit, you're like, maybe, our, why did our tune change up the little intro? It is because we're doing a special episode where we are reviewing the entirety of the 2000s. I didn't even know you should change the intro. I did a little wow, wow, wow up top. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we have but a decade and change left. The 2000s, The baby. 2000s, the Wait, aughts. What do you mean the decade and change left? We're now, we're going into 2010. Yeah, we, the future always continues. Like, you can't, you, it's not a finite amount of time, so don't ever say that again. But, but oh my God. right now we're reviewing the decade that okay. is the 2000s. The 2000s. The aughts. The aughts. The noughties. Nobody says noughties. Dude, you tried to bring Wikipedia, it, I don't remember when Wikipedia you Wikipedia is like, <laughs> people are um, saying the noughties. But I remember being conscious in the 2000s. I remember. Being like, we're not calling it the 2000s. When we were living in it, it was like, it's the start, we're all, it's all in the 2000s, so we're not going to call it this. Yeah. But then once we got into the 2010s, we were like, okay, we knew what the 2000s were. Yeah. What? I still, I feel like the 90s are so, we know exactly what the 90s are and were. But that's every decade previously. It was like 90s, 80s, 70s, and you accepted it like at yeah. the time. They were like, we're in the 60s. But in the 2000s, that was the first decade in a while where people were like, when we were living in it, we were not like, this is the 2000s. I see. We were like, nobody talking about it. Do you it. know what the style of the 2000s was, though? Like, what is 2000s style? All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff, baby. That, it's a decade. It's a de- that's, I, I don't have the time. It's not the, it's not the ability. It's, I don't have the time to launch into all the different ups and downs gotcha. of fashion of gotcha. the 2000s. Well, a lot happened in the 2000s. Trek, I think, is Shrek. huge. 2001 was a huge year for both Trek, 9-11. Don't say um, it was a huge year for 9 <laughs> 2000s was was a lot of wild things happened. Yep. 9-11 was internet, one of them. Climate change. The internet, climate change. Things that were happening we before, had our first, but really took off. We had our 2000s. first black president elected oh. in the United States of America. First and last. <laughs> Don't say first and last. For now. Um, stop. <laughs> um, what other notable things happened? Still no two- women. No women presidents. <laughs> Not in my country. Don't say it like that. Oh my God. And Nicolas Cage had 23 movies. Nicolas Cage had 23 movies. Oh, I have the same number. That's excellent. That's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so for today's um, episode, I've, I'm have i like raising my iron fist and I've told Artoon, I, you, Artoon. That yeah, I'm, that's me. You've told you yeah. that I want to do, I want to tell each other our top three movies. And then we can go through chronological order as we are wont to do and discuss just a quick like recap and then where compare rankings. Is yeah. It, yeah? But you said, I think you said top three, then bottom three? 
I, well, I said if if you wanted to, I don't, I don't, well, I don't feel strongly about sharing bottom three up top. But gotcha. I thought maybe that and would I, intrigue you. Just so everyone knows, this is not the format of my choice. The format no. of my choice is we both start at the bottom and we yeah, work our way like to the we top. We like ramble our way. We don't around. ramble. We don't we ramble. Like, just like, no, no, no. We just start at the bottom and we see where we end up. I, the amount of anxiety I had after our first recap episode was <laughs> unreal. I feel like I cried for days. Um, you know what? But Christina really cries so much oh! <laughs> <laughs> that we can't mark time. <laughs> not time. My thoughts were I can't gauge if something is working or not working based on if Christina's crying. She'll cry if it works, she'll cry if it doesn't work. <laughs> Which is fine. I'm not against Christina crying. I love he you. He loves his wife. I love you, baby. His weepy wife. So, okay, so then. Shall we just start with our top three? I love it. Well, we start, we go three, two, one, of course. We would not start number one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> My number three movie yeah. of this Nicolas Cage decade, and just so we can set it up, in the previous decade, where were we? He was an action star. We're finishing out with The Rock, Con Air, um, Face Off. City of Angels. City of Angels, not an action film, but yes, he's, he's become a mega star. Um, and he's even doing like, you know, he's working with big directors, Brian De Palma, Martin Scorsese. This decade, he starts strong, but ends up getting into financial trouble. He's going through the divorce. He ends up spending a lot of this big money and having 2007 to... 2007 recession. 2007 recession. Regression. And so it's a big change. He starts somewhat going into VOD. It's an interesting time for Nicholas Cage. It, it's, it, to qualify this, though, I don't notice the difference that you're talking nice. about. I'm, I'm like, just... it feels the same as before. He's always, every so often he's doing something that I'm like, oh my God, I latch onto that. Mm-hmm. Weird, I don't know what's going on. Something for the ladies. And then yeah. there's a lot of action things. He's always working with big directors. Yeah. He actually, I don't think he goes into VOD this this decade. I think he is just starting his financial troubles. I can't trust you. Go. You are an unreliable narrator. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> anyways, so that's where we are. Mega star. Still, still an artiste. Still a thespian. What? What's he do? At number three, I have National Treasure. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to steal you the Declaration so of Independence. Guilty. It's so funny that you get trapped in a house where it's like the one woman in America who's like, no, no, no. No, you said the one woman in America. Plenty of women. But it, all women. All to say. <laughs> all to say. National Treasure. Great movie. Very nice. Uh, it's Nicolas Cage. Stars as Ben Gates. And I. the first one is it holds a special place in my heart. I've seen it so many times. Comfort movie. And our beloved Lauren Holtz. Favorite movie. Favorite movie. Um, and it's good. It's good. Wow. It's a great movie, honestly. It's You can watch it with the, the kids. The, the, the shady look on your face as you can't even meet my eye while you're it's a, it's a great movie. Can't wait to watch it with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think Pepper likes it, too. He seems interested. Nice. All right. That's my number three. My number three is 2007's Ghost Rider. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. I love it. I love what I love. Tell us about Ghost Rider. Dude, it's so good. It's you know what it is? It's it's like a Tumblr movie for me where it's like the stills of the movie. Mm-hmm. That stays with me. I love it. Icons. If I have to like really live in the scenes, uh-huh. It it destroys me, but, but in the terms moments of, in terms of what it holds, I love it. Great sandbox to play in. Great sandbox to play in. And guess we got good news. 
there's more sandbox to play in. Ghost Rider 2 Spirit of Vengeance coming out. Yeah, I'm troubled. I'm troubled. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be covering that if you keep listening to this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be covering it even if you don't keep listening, but I hope you Yes, do. but I will, hopefully you listen. Um, I will say, okay, can we do, where is National Treasure also, for you? you just impose the gender binary. What did I say? You said ladies, oh, and, ladies and gentlemen. Folks. Ladies and gentlemen, folks. Spectrums. Folks and spectrums. Oh. And everyone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um... Where Ghost Rider for me is number 10. And where is National Treasure for you? Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. 13. 13! (laughs) It's not in my top 10. Holy shit. (laughs) Okay. Let's hear about your number two. My number two is... I'll drag you out onto the street and make you piss blood! That's right. It's Matchstick Men is my number two movie of the decade. An incredible performance by Nicolas Cage, playing with tics. He does OCD and like neuroses without it feeling problematic. It's his Rain Man. Hard disagree. It's his Rain Man. He is excellent. Um, <laughs> he's so he's so good in it. Um, and honestly, the movie is a vibe, his apartment, him just like doing the cons. It's good stuff. Num- number two movie of the decade. Holy moly. A great episode with Zach Bonanza. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, Matchstick Man is my number 21 out of 23. No! <laughs> Christina! I can't help it. I'm being true to my heart. I mean, the way I did my list is I really was like doing the like one by one you go through and compare and see where it falls on the list of uh-huh. like and I was doing like enjoyment of the movie what I thought of Nicolas Cage's role as well really think about it and I I could not remember that <gasps> I couldn't remember a thing about it I had to go to google.com slash images or whatever look for it and then even then I was like he got conned by his daughter not daughter it was terrible it was she terrible. was not that good but she it was, was not good but it was, it was a, not it was a good movie it's good movie God. I, no <laughs> oh no what's your number what's your number two movie my number two movie is obviously 2006 the wicker man oh nice <laughs> nice that is my number four movie wow yeah yeah, really yeah, nice. yeah, yeah yeah okay so do we have the same number one I'm really helpful I'm actually helpful should we say it on the count of three? One, two, three. The Adaptation. Weatherman. What is oh wrong with you? Oh my God. What the is wrong Weatherman with you? The Weatherman is your what number one movie of the 2000s. What is wrong with you? Is what is wrong with you? The Weatherman. How is the Weatherman not even in your top three then? Weatherman is number six for me. That is wrong. It is That's not wrong. wrong. It's not wrong. That's wrong. The Weatherman is a great movie. But for you, you don't to know say what's going on. number one you, movie you, of the decade, Nicholas Cage, The Weatherman? You are crazy. That literally was such a good movie and such an unbelievable performance. Christina, what are you talking Where's adaptation it. for you? You're Where's adaptation? It. Adaptation better be number four for you. No, dude. But it is in my top ten, but it's number nine. <laughs> Christina, what are you on? That's like... What? What? <laughs> Do you remember adaptation? Not really. But I also, what I remember of it is not Nicolas Cage. I, what do you like, remember? Meryl Streep and Chris Cooper, I think, are are the more rewarding parts of that movie. Oh! Me. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think he's, I think he's good in it. It's still in my top ten, but 
I am fucking gobsmacked. <laughs> I'm cursing because I honestly oh cannot believe it. Oh my god. <laughs> the weatherman. Number I, one movie. I, I, and the confidence with which I thought it was also <laughs> your number one movie. Yeah, that's what it was crazy. <laughs> Wow. I mean, The Weather Man's a great movie. And I know Tyler Beardsley. It's a great movie, and Emma Wold is a great guest. It's a great yes. episode. It's yeah. one of our most popular episodes for a peek behind the curtain. It is. It is. I mean, hey, Emma Wold was a great guest. She's an amazing guest. Amazing She's guest. She's a genius. Genius. She's a very smart, poetic, And she, remember, nobody ever forget, m- most of our guests have watched the movie one time. Some oh, of yeah. our guests have seen it before, and they watch it again, so they've seen it two times. Emma Wold watched The Weatherman four times in preparation for the podcast. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, a true hero. Yeah. Well. Well. That's our top three. That's our top three. Christina, do you want to go ahead and do our bottom three? I've already heard one of yours in a shocking twist of events. It's Matchstick Man. <laughs> I'll just quickly. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I did put it below Aunt Bully. That's I was like, unhinged. I was like, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it, to be honest. And I couldn't remember it. Um, it, I feel bad, but I did you what should. I did. You should. This <laughs> is my a- other two in the bottom are uh, 2002's Sunny and 2007's Werewolf Women of the SS. Wow. Wow. In my bottom three, mm-hmm. going in decreasing order, so the 21st movie, the third yes, worst, is next. Oh, God. Is that your number, like, four or five? It's ten. It's in my top ten. It's in your top ten. Next is my 21st. <laughs> 22nd is Werewolf Women of the SS. Nice. And 23rd so. is Bangkok oh, wow. Dangerous. Bangkok Dangerous came in at a 19 for me. I actually, I was like, that's I could still, be convinced to watch it again. Five. That's a bottom five. Okay. Yeah, well, bottom five for sure. So we know, we now know where we, did you say next was number 10? Yeah. That it's in is my top 10. crazy. <laughs> that <laughs> is crazy. I, that movie. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> when I think, when I think about it, it just gets better and better. What do you mean? I'm like. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, he's like, he's like dodging <laughs> around bullets and he's, he's just being like so silly. Um, but I think there's, that's one of those movies of like, I could watch it again and I could be sent into an absolute fury and it could get knocked back down to the bottom. Gotcha. So who knows? But right now I'm like, love it. Wow. I'm, I'm gobsmacked. I am gobsmacked (laughs) at your ratings, at your decisions. (laughs) Um, so now you want to go through chronologically through all the movies of the decade. Ideally. Okay, great. I thought that would be fun. Recap for. Yeah. Let's hear what what the Nicolas Cage... What was Nicolas Cage doing in the 2000s? Yes. We're going to tell you. We've already told you. We're telling you again. Yes. Give me one moment. What are you doing? Do you have the movies up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have them all on a list. I can take us through. Okay, great. Take us through. Take us through. Okay. First up, 2000, Gone in 60 Seconds. Gone in 60 Seconds. Great episode with Grayson Niles. Excellent episode. This is Nicolas Cage... He's a retired car thief, but he's got to Randall come, Memphis Reigns. Randall Memphis Reigns got to come back, steal some cars, because his brother is a mess up, Giovanni Urbisi, the actor. And uh, he and comes back, they got to steal. There's a horrible scene with Angelina Jolie where he's in the car. Oh, and yeah. She's sort of like being sexy, and Nicolas Cage is being so embarrassing. Yeah. So embarrassing. Yeah. Love you, sir, but that Should was we... pretty h- tough. Oh. 
and I'll never get over it. Nice. Should we, as we go through the movie, say what our rank is we on should. it? We should. I, I think that's, we that's how it. we do you that. You shocked me by diving into the plot, but I thought, let him do it. Yeah. But, but yeah, what did you, where did you rank this? Gone in 60 seconds. Number 11 out of 23. Smack what? in the middle. Didn't quite make it in your top 10, but close. My, it's 15 out of 23. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there we Middling, go. Nice. Middling nice. Movie. Good. Nice. One of those movies where we kicked off the deck and it was like, this is terrible. And then it was like, you don't even know what's to come. You don't even know what's to come. You don't even know what's to come. Yeah. This ends but up being very some, middling. There's some nice stuff. There's some nice stuff to be had in it. Him going, let's ride. Iconic. Mm. Him talking, no, him revving that. up the little kids at the go-kart arena. That was amazing. Great. That was amazing. That was when I thought it was going to be a good movie. It was good. Him freaking out turn. at the end. All right. So the next movie <laughs> of 2000 is The Family Man. Another great episode. The Family Man. Remember, um, this for me was an, was 11 out of 23, which sounds high, but it goes into my irredeemable trash category. Where mm. I think you could wipe this movie off the face of the earth and we would all be the better for wow. it. Wow. Family Man number 13 for me. Nice. Um, and while I don't think anyone should make that a part of their... Christmas roulette of movies. Uh, I thought it could be worse. I thought it was fine. I thought it was a fine movie. My, the, scene, the scenes that stand out for me are remembering uh, in like he Nicholas Cage watches a VHS of himself singing to his wife at her birthday party. Mm-hmm. We talk about that a lot. You yes, think? that yeah. comes up a lot. So that's like a pro. Cons were them feeding each other cake, very nasty, and then him chasing her down at the airport. And yeah. Directed by Brett Ratner, scumbag. Scumbag, so. yep. He does some fun opera singing in the start in his New York apartment where he's like kind of moving his arms around. See, that, that's what I remember from The Weatherman. I don't remember that in Family Man. but That's from Family Man. I think you're right. <laughs> You're totally right. Weatherman, he's just doing his weather stuff. Anyway, he's like so, depressed in the Weatherman. Yeah, it's good. It's <laughs> <laughs> your uh, number one movie of the decade I, I is Nicholas Cage in the Weatherman. I don't know why you're saying okay. it like that. After After the Family Man came Captain Corelli's Mandolin. I got on my episode with Teddy Steinkellner, one of my dad's favorite people. <laughs> Um, Nicholas Cage plays Captain Antonio <laughs> Gorelli, the titular character. I... <laughs> oh, boy. It's number four. It's number four. This movie makes it into my top ten at number seven out wow. of 23. Captain Corelli's mandolin falling at a uh, 14 for me. Uh, I think the movie gives you more to enjoy than actually is enjoyable in the movie. Yes, yes. Well said. Well said. <laughs> the movie is bad. The movie yeah. is not good. Yes. Cage's, but the memories, the memories, the laughs, the laughs afterwards, <laughs> where he, you're like, was Nicolas Cage really going like, hey, bambino? <laughs> and he gets like protected from being in the oh massacre yes. by a guy that's unhinged. That's crazy. Um, and I also want to shout out Emma Wold again because her challenger, Christian Bale, appears in Captain Crowley's Mandolin. That's right. I wouldn't say doing a fabulous job. But he looks good. But he totally, looks hot. Totally decent. He looks gorgeous. And the more I think about it and having heard some of the other challengers that we've heard, that's I'm like, that's who I would settle in is a, is a really good wow. greatest actor alive wow. challenger. Nice. Nice. So after that... Uh, Christmas Carol semicolon the movie. Yeesh. We're still in 2001. This is the last movie of 2001 rounding out Christmas. 
um, but a brutal, <laughs> brutal retelling of a classic. Um, Nicolas Cage plays Jacob Marley, the ghost. His first, quite good. His first animated role. Wow. That's right. That's huge. And uh, uh, Kate Winslet has a, a song. song that you would not believe <laughs> comes uh, out of nowhere. This is ranked 18 for me. 17. Right? Wow. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're Steve. Neck neck. We're feeling, um, this was not good, but and the only reason it's not lower is that there were just things worse than it. Yeah. Not that it's good. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. my... It's short. It's you. We got through it. We got, we got through, through it. Got it. Through there it. were things that were way more painful. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Strong agree. And I thought I thought Nicolas Cage was good, decent in it. Like I yes, thought he was yes. doing good ghosty yes. voice. It was like it fit it. Yes. As opposed to some other things. So after that, we're entering 2002 with Wind Talkers. Wind Talkers. A great episode with Tyler Beardsley. Great episode with Tyler Beardsley. Um, who did not like the movie? He hated the movie. He gave it one star. Said nobody's acting realistic in this. <laughs> this Nicolas is crazy. Cage played Joe Enders. And I, Christina, um, oh put this movie in my top ten at number four. <gasps> <laughs> number four. I love this movie. I love this movie. When I think about this movie, I'm like, that was a, that was, yeah, that's a movie. That's movie, movie. I, I still think some of the running, the running, the freeze frame of the running along the beach. That was criminal. That was no good. Really bad stuff. But a lot of it was. My idea of a good time. Oh my god. Number <laughs> and four. Directed by John Woo. Nicholas Cage. You're saying. Prior collaborator. Wind Talkers is higher off, than adaptation. Like. <laughs> Wind Talkers is higher than adaptation. Think about that, listeners. Wind Talkers is higher than adaptation. Uh, uh, by I, five. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. Okay, well, no, that's fine. Sorry. That's fine. You don't need to be sorry. You should just be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. I'm actually not ashamed. I am actually like, that's right. <laughs> Wind Doggers is number 12 for me. I uh. thoroughly... <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed Wind Doggers. I thought it was good. I think I fell somewhere in the middle in that conversation with you and Tyler as yeah. well, where Tyler was like, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I was like, you are wrong. But you were like, <laughs> you were like, this is one of the greatest movies. And I will say, it's nice that there is... Native representation in it, but we all agree. We all agreed. It could go. It could have just <laughs> gone further. Definitely better. Could have been further. Yep. Okay. What is there was there's not as much code talking as we actually wanted in the movie, right? It was more about Joe Ender's journey and less about like what they were actually doing. Wait, the Navajo. What's the movie with like Jessica Biel? Next. <laughs> you don't even remember the movie. Here's okay. <laughs> Here's the issue. You actually think there's only like five movies that came out these decades, and they're all swirling in a pot, like in a cauldron of of Nicolas Cage stew for you, because you sleep. Th- you've probably collectively slept a good eight hours through all of the movies that we've watched, and so they all swirl together no, into no, some no. gumbo. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, but I'll tell you about gumbo. Um, sunny, 2002. I want to say took place in New Orleans. Yes. Do you say New Orleans or New Orleans? Well, we heard me say New Orleans. just <laughs> now. There's no coming back from that. But I would say whatever someone else said before. You know New what Orleans? I 
yeah, like I'm going to try not to bring it up in conversation again. If it happens, I'll let other people talk about it first and then I'll say whatever they say, which you say New Orleans, which sounds good. That's what I think because I feel like Nolens, Nolens oh. <laughs> is like how you'd say it. I'm not going to say in a Cajun accent, but I feel like N-A-W-L-I-N-S, Nolens. Is like kind of like the the way that would be said maybe there. I thought they called so. it Nola. No. Nola is like maybe like an abbreviation. I don't yeah, think anyone yeah. actually says that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, like yeah. C-A. Yeah, 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 like, yeah exactly, 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 exactly. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're getting off track. Which, Sunny. Which. <laughs> my 20th movie. <laughs> Nicholas Gage's both Plays. debut and finale as a director yep. so far to date, unless he decides to get back in there. And hey, um, we'll be there. <laughs> and he also had a role as Acid Yellow, the pimp of the gay, gay pimp. men. Yeah. Well, the gay pimp implies he is gay, I think. Which I think he was playing. I don't think so. He had he always had a female companion around him. He was not Okay. With Maybe a bisexual pimp. Sure. <laughs> But I don't. I, you say you say that this is that thing we do where we like start like adding in our labels to these characters. Sure. We're not like he's not doing bi representation in this movie. Nicholas Cage <laughs> is standing up for bi rights. He, in- <laughs> he could be much more of a bicon than he like he he had the potential to be a huge bicon. Mm-hmm. I still think he could explore that, but I I don't think he's been a bicon. Very nice. The way he should be. Um, Sunny. This is, movie is irredeemable trash for me. You already heard. What it's number? Twenty two. Twenty two. Oh yeah, that's right. Sunny, it it's weird. It's it's one of those where you're like, I feel like it could have been good. There is that like, it does have a vibe. I feel like and we kind of talked about this with Bad Lieutenant, which we'll get to. But it does feel like movies set in New Orleans just generally are like it has a vibe because I think the city is a character, and so it adds this. We were talking about this in Letterboxd, where like in our Letterboxd club, where like. If a movie is set in a location, it is better than it being in like an unnamed city. Sometimes, if that sometimes. makes sense, I think it's sometimes it's fun. We were talking about this listener in the context of 1996 Fear, starring Mark Wahlberg and <laughs> Reese Witherspoon, and Seattle. The city of Seattle is a huge component of that film, mm-hmm. and I think that's done well there and in a fun way. Um, interest. I like that. I think I like that your thesis is. If a movie is set in New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans, um, then the city is a set piece. Like, yeah, like, which I think adds to Sunny. About, uh, yeah, I think it's one of the only, coming back. the only memorable parts of that movie. Like I said, is that it's well, set. there's like his like freak out. James Franco's like has oh, his like freak out, sex scene and he's like, yeah, there's a sex scene with an old lady it's where he's trashes. Good. It's not. It's good. honestly maybe I should have rated it higher. No, like I have it below I the Aunt Bully, and I'm I, like, you know what? Maybe it should it, be the higher. I, mm. and I could bump this up I, easily I, to I, eighteen I could, from I could twenty. Talk so much trash about it that I honestly don't want to. Like this is. I'm Sunny's like, not bad. Sunny is is really bad. Sunny should Sunny's be at twenty. Terrible. I'm moving. Sunny, Sunny should be at eighteen awful, at least. Awful movie with a lot of really. Sunny bad was better than Christmas Carol. A lot of really bad narrative lines. Just, just. Sunny was better than Christmas Carol. I've I've shambles. rated this too low. So okay. So right after Sunny came Adaptation, which you love. Adaptation number one movie. I think by a long shot. I think it's one of the greatest performances Nicolas Cage has given to date. I think he is absolutely phenomenal. He's giving two times the performance because he's playing two different characters, which I think he successfully does, and. It's brilliant. 
it's also a fantastic movie. Like at the on like here's what I'll say. A lot of times we will get an unbelievable cage performance. Think Deadfall, think Kiss of Death, but the movie itself is poopoo caca. Rarely, not rarely, but like when you get an, a five star movie with a ten cage performance. Oh, you're just gobbling it up. Like you're just you're gobbling your it now. up. You're putting it in your big bowl and you're gobbling it up. You're saying, thank you, daddy. Thank you for my big movie with my and, big guy. And adaptation is that. It's it's exactly what you want. You get every, the, you get the spectrum of cage and you get a beautiful, fantastic film. Hooray. With other good, like, I think even your point that you remember Chris Cooper and Meryl Streep is a testament to the movie that Nicolas Cage is in it, yeah. does a fantastic job, yeah. but doesn't steal no. the entirety of the focus, yeah. which I think is important, that yes. he does sometimes. Yeah. Number one movie. Number, bo- number nine. Number, <laughs> top ten. I put it in my should watch again category. I think this is probably one that maybe if I was I was too tired and that did it a disservice. I don't know, but... but um. What are, you, what are you laughing at? What are you, what are you Nothing. Oh. Nothing. Okay. So, <laughs> we're moving into 2003. Only film of 2003 is Matchstick Men, mm-hmm. which we've talked about a little bit. This is pretty low for me. Uh, Nicholas Cage plays Roy, who ends up working in a carpet store. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with Nothing to do with the Rick and Morty <laughs> episode. Um, I think it's a brilliant performance. I think it's a good movie. Um... It's, I mean, I think it's memorable. I remember his, like, apartment, the carpet, the way he got conned. Um, Sam Rockwell is great in it. I think the daughter is not good, but I think, I actually don't think she's bad. I think I was just frustrated by the age thing where I was like, she seems too old to be his, like, 14-year-old daughter or whatever it was. It's just weird. It's a weird movie. Me. I didn't like it. I didn't uh. think it was good. I thought it was a mess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not for me. Okay. So, 2004, again, a one movie year. That's National Treasure. As we've said, great episode with Lauren Holt. Mm-hmm. Um, this is 13 out of 23 for me, right wow. in the middle. Um, Nicolas Cage plays Benjamin Gates. Mm-hmm. And this is a Jerry Bruckheimer production. That's yeah, right. So. National Treasure is a fantastic film. You can watch it with the family, you can watch it with your grandparents, you can watch it with friends. Uh, I think they're making a third one. I'm so excited for it. Uh, I hear the TV show is trash, and I'm not going to be promoting that. Um, you could watch it with grandparents? <laughs> I think so. What a tagline. Something you four- can't watch with oh. grandparents. Unless you have more to say about no. that, no. but I, I thought that was a good segue, is Lord of War, 2005 oh, yeah. film. Um, this is Nicolas Cage plays Yuri Orlov, mm-hmm. arms dealer, mm-hmm. uh, gun running movie. Um, this is in my top ten. Nice. I could definitely watch this movie again. Sits at number eight for me. It's at number nine for me. Wow. Um, I actually think it's a great film. It's dark. It's yeah. very dark. It has one of the coolest opening sequences. I maybe I've ever seen in a mm-hmm. movie. Um, that's like haunting. It's mm-hmm. not like cool. It's not maybe not the right word, but it's like the creation of a bullet all the way until it's shot into the head of a child. Yeah. Um. And I think Nicolas Cage is great in it. And there's a sequel coming out, <gasps> Lord of War 2, with Bill Skarsgård <gasps> as his son. 
Oh my gosh! Wait, stop! That actually got me so excited. Yeah. I love the Scars Guards. I thought I th- I think about them as challengers to Greatest Actor Alive too. I don't I don't know. I think they're fantastic. I think yeah. they're like I I save them for. I think they could be the greatest acting family alive. Mm. I think they might be the best. Wow. Like, th- theatrical dynasty. Wow. But I I would take some challengers on that. That that makes me so hype. Yeah. And a delight that Jared Leto died in the first movie so that he cannot come back. <laughs> that is, Jared Leto did bring that movie down a, a, a good bit. So, 2005, we keep on trucking along to my number one movie, The Weatherman. Weatherman. Great episode. Number six for me. And, you know, what, six even? Well, I don't know. Weatherman is really good. It's iconic. He, him getting hit with food is just like. Nicholas Cage plays David so Spritz, good. The Weatherman. He, he, yeah. uh, the spritzer, his, I can see like him doing his like little, uh, persona, uh, his like weatherman persona. I, I think it's a good movie. I think it's a great movie. I, I, keep, movie. I think about him pulling the arrow on his wife's new fiance, yeah. his ex-wife's new fiance. It's just so. And then him sort of like looking at him and like scuttling off. Yeah. Like. It's just so particular. Like. Also, the for me, one of the biggest things in that movie is um, hey, if someone was calling you like a nickname, you know, like, hey, stupid, or hey, camel toe, what would you, and she's like, yeah, actually, his daughter's like, yeah, some people do call me camel toe, he's like, and he patiently is just like, oh, like, and why, it's like, it's like, yeah, because I'm tough. Because I'm tough. Like they so walk tough. through the desert, and then he oh. just buys her some dresses without having to Gets like some new clothes. be explain so it. It's such good. a good scene. I love those. Number one movie. The idea of just getting he, better at something. Six. Six. Six is too low. Our tune. Six is Six not is too low. Too low. I mean, there's so much good stuff. Anything really for me? My top ten. Mm-hmm. They're all good. Yeah, I felt like this. This was a decade where my top ten. I was like, I'd shake hands with all of them. Yeah. Not yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. in the past it's like you little worms just that's, ended up. Here. I don't think that's true. I think there's ten good movies wow. a decade. <laughs> <laughs> Movie that's not good this decade. Two thousand six is The Ant Bully. Um, Mamma Mia. Pushed through <laughs> by Tom Hanks, and I say that this movie, despite featuring Nicolas Cage as the wizard Zock, yeah, is irredeemable trash. Wow. Throw it away. Wipe it from the earth. Uh, this is twenty out of twenty three for me. Nineteen out of twenty three. We're nice, kind of right, nice. right there. We, we do we're actually right have there. a few. We got some things in common, you and me. Um, he's he actually doesn't do a bad job playing Zock the wizard, in my opinion. But the movie... I didn't think he did a great job, honestly. I thought it was, I thought it was too page, not enough Zock. I think what's... we And you can listen to the episode. The movie is listen just... Listen to it, Dorian. I begged you to. Like, yeah, this is now the third look, time. Let me tell you... You won't listen to it. It's crazy. I just wanted you to listen to it. Here's, you won't listen to this one either. Dorian, oh. I think, has listened to all of maybe one to two episodes of this podcast. He's got to live. He's got other things to do. He's got other things to do. I don't care. No. <laughs> We, we clearly don't, I don't care. care. We obviously, if you if you're if you listen us to talk the about podcast it, you would know immediately. Let me be perfectly clear. We don't Let me be perfectly clear. Let me be perfectly clear about something. <laughs> when the idea first came to do a podcast, Dorian was living with us, and we said the three of us could do a podcast where we do Nicolas Cage movies. And Dorian said, I don't want to do that. And since then, I've thought, I don't care. <laughs> oh my god. Um, is that is that okay? Did I get too dark? 
I'm kind of tired. I saw Mission Impossible <laughs> last night at like midnight. <laughs> so I, I am a little out of it. I hate this because I want to ask you to cut this part of the episode so bad. <laughs> no, it's in it. He's not going to listen. Who is this for? Yeah, but that's what I mean. I mean, like the other people are listening and they're like, this they, Dorian thing has gone on way it. too long. They love no, it. They, they like the Dorian like, update. Ah, they like, no, 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 no. They no, like no. the Dorian but update. You know, what, you know what the people should like what? Um, is, this is a hard segue, 2006 World Trade Center. Oh. This was in my top 10. This movie really stayed with me at uh-huh. the time. When we watched it, I was like, ugh, capitalizing on it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. This movie stayed with me um, is in my number five. Wow. Spot. Number five. Dude. I maybe have it too low. <gasps> I have it at 16 right now. Wow. Disrespectful. Disrespectful <laughs> to all the men and women who lost their lives. <laughs> wow, and wow, wow. It's maybe too low. It's honestly a good film. Um, I think Nicolas Cage and Michael Peña are fantastic. If I just remember, it's like a lot of like the wives like running around. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of flim flam that could be cut. But when I think, for me, it's... What ended up staying with me and pushing it up so high, which, you know, my rationale is crazy. They would have burned me at the stake back in the old days saying, she's talking crazy talk. But the scene where the that other guy's gun goes off, uh-huh. and you thought it was a suicide, but through the research we found out that that was like, that that was... It happened, and it was because the gun got too hot, and things like that going off, or the the warning shot. That whole thing of like mm-hmm. all the details around the gun going off, yeah, um, have just stayed with me so strongly. And even though there was a lot of flim flam in that movie at the time, I remember not liking it, watching it, but I have so much. And now it's number five, it, four slots it. ahead of adaptation. You know what it does? It also, it lives, it ends up living straight in the little niche of my brain that holds Ashton Kutcher's The Guardian of like oh my God. goofy rescue movies that end up, I'm like, you know what? That was very meaningful, actually. You dogged on this movie when we did the episode. I, <laughs> and it's your number five. People can change. I'm a big enough person <laughs> to growl. <laughs> Nice. What's next? Wait, did you say where it... Oh, you said it was your 16. But oh, I yeah, think it should be higher. I think it should be higher. And Nicholas Cage played real-life human Sergeant John McLaughlin. Uh, 2006, another favorite of mine is The Wicker Man, my number two. The Wicker two, Man, my number three. four film. Almost made it into your top Almost three, honestly. Nicholas Cage three. plays Edward Malice. Malice, we were disagreeing Malice. over that. Malice. Yeah. <laughs> However you want. Um. And uh, this is Austin, Austin Waji's episode. Great episode. And I love this movie. It was a great movie. Honestly, like, it, it's one of those weird things where I'm like, the original, a superior film. In, in some in ways, some but ways. not in every way. Not in every way. Which is shocking. Yes. Which is shocking because it's like, you watch it and you, and you think for all intents and purposes, you should be watching something like... Like, is this what people call a B horror movie? No. Oh, well. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. Um, well, it oh, is wait. theoretically a the B horror one? movie. To yeah. The, the 2006 one. Um. 
Yeah, I think it maybe could be categorized. No, I still don't even think so. I still don't even think so. B horror is more like there's no like celebrity. There's also a joke because like B horror is like a category that we obviously don't know what we're talking about. But B horror, like a buzzing B. This movie has some B stuff in it. I get the joke. I know you get it. I was explaining it for maybe if someone else didn't get it. But I do know what B horror is. No, you couldn't explain to me, so you don't know. No, it's it. There's you can't have a major star in a B horror movie. I did. I when I was just reviewing all this stuff, I was using RottenTomatoes.com as my resource. Um, Thank you, Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) And they called this movie puzzlingly, puzzlingly misguided. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's awesome. You could watch that over and over again. You could watch that over and over again. I, I. Okay, I don't know if I should be sharing this with everyone, oh? but I really want to uh, incorporate like the six Sabbaths of the year more into my annual holiday practices, and one of them is Lamas, which is August 1st, I want to say, but there's also like classic May Day, Midsummer, and I'm like, this movie, this movie goes like right into my like, let's watch a witchy holiday movie, like once a year. Nice. You work it in there. Awesome. Okay. Um, 2007, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Episode with Madeline Hernandez. Yes. What a lady. She didn't like this movie, but I did. And this ends up being in my number three. Top three. Wild. Ghost Rider's number 10 for me, but I... Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. He's he's eating candy out of a martini. He Eva can't Mendes die. Is Eva Mendez. Hanging around. <laughs> uh, he does his Ghost Rider voice. It's a fun movie. It is a fun movie. It's a great um, movie. It's rated it's too low on Letterboxd, in my it's a, it's opinion, but it's movie. a great movie. Yeah. And in many ways, it's a And it's first movie. superhero movie. I, I really love I it. I really I really feel quite strongly about it. Yeah. But again, in the Tumblr aesthetic way of like watching it is not that fun. And then looking, remembering it is so wonderful. Yeah. It's such a pleasure. 2007, we're still getting through it. We've got Grindhouse. Werewolf, Werewolf Women of, of the SS. SS. This Tarantino. is like a weird. It's like a weird one to kind of even categorize. Like it's yeah. like twenty two, but like Nicholas Cage plays Fu Manchu, <laughs> incredibly racist. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird situation. No good. I said irredeemable trash. Twenty three out of twenty three. Throw nice. it away. Nice. <laughs> Do where where did it? It was twenty two for me. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um. <laughs> then comes the uh very divisive two thousand seven next. Yes. Film. <laughs> This was my 10 out of top 10. This was 21. I would watch this Next again. Next was very bad. The CGI, horrible. Nicholas His performance, Cage Chris bad. Chris Johnson. <laughs> Jessica Biel, bad. <laughs> Julianne Moore, bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this is a bad movie that I love. This is a weird, like, like, why is he playing a Vegas magician? When he can see into the future, he doesn't want to help anyone. He does not want to help people survive a bomb. Darius end up being interested. It's just, oh it's just terrible. It's the, just so the bad. Movie just and makes I, no, like, I really, I can't help it. I love it when oh I think about my it. God. When I'm, the more and more I think about it, I'm just like, it reminds me of you in the best what? way. I no. love you, but it, it reminds me of <laughs> you in the best way of like, of like. Sometimes when I try to get a grasp on you, it's like, yeah, my little magician boy, and he works so hard, and he has all these amazing skills, but also sometimes he'll just sort of, like, wander off and do a bunch of dumb stuff that I'm like, why is he doing that? Where is he? It made no sense. (laughs) 
but I love you. And I love the antics you get into. Is that I'm gobsmacked. <laughs> I've been gobsmacked left and right on this episode. But getting gobbed. Getting gobbed. Did you, I'm sorry, you told me where this lands for you. Number twenty one. The third worst movie of the decade. That is ridiculous. That's too low. No, this movie's That's bad. That's too low. This movie angered me. No. It did. So little made sense. And I went, someone had to go in there and ask some questions in the, like, shooting. No, place. no, no questions. Yeah. Shoot first, ask later. So we're going to close out 2007 uh-huh. with National Treasure Book of Secrets. Yes. Uh, we've got Lauren Holt back again back in again. the 2000s. Our second two-timer. Our second, not, but this is our second two-timer, but I think our first two-timer within a decade. Oh, wow. Yeah. Take that, Teddy Stein. Take that, Teddy. Teddy's <laughs> um, like, I'm getting there. He's Don't getting worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's number eight for me. It's 14 for me. Nicholas Cage reprises his role as Ben Gates. There's plenty of stuff. I'm sorry to everyone for the audio quality of my speech. Sergeant <laughs> and I have fought about it so many times. Um, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um National Treasure 2, I think, does more of the fun stuff than National Treasure 1. Like, they, like, figure out kind of, like, the things they do. I don't really agree with that. But But I think, in general, National Treasure 1 just holds a special place in my heart. And that's why it's the higher ranked one. Yeah, they were 13 and 14 for me. Nice. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, So then we've got 2008... The only thing going on is Bangkok Dangerous. Jeez. Great episode with Billy DeClerc. Um, Nicolas Cage plays Joe. This movie was such hot <laughs> trash. It honestly angered me. It's 23 out of 23. It was so boring. It was so boring. I think at the end of the day, this was the most boring film we watched of the decade. I, okay. And for a movie called Bangkok Dangerous. I love hearing you freak out. Yes, the title <laughs> is honestly so good. The title makes you think... Title ba- Nicholas Cage in Bangkok Dangerous. You think you're getting like a Fast and Furious, right? Yes. Like yes. it sounds so good, and that is not what it is at all. It's a horrible <laughs> Thailand nonsense. Like feels like a bad neo noir martial arts yeah. type thing. Like just terrible. Pretty offensive in many ways. I love hearing you say how bad it was because I put it in my could be convinced to watch again category where I was like, did this have something that I was... No, no. no. You <laughs> fell asleep through most of this movie, Christina. <laughs> you fell asleep through most... That's, you know, should I watch it again? I'm like, you should, you're watching it for the first time is what you're doing. <laughs> the way your head bobs up and down when you tell me something like that is so cute. I love you. Um, so we skedaddle out of 2008 and land in 2009 with Knowing, a movie I oh, wow. love. Um, Nicholas Cage plays Professor John Colster or something. He's got a little son. Rose Bryan's got a little daughter. They're trying to save their children from impending doom, as reported by Rose Bryan's grandmother through numbers. I ended up loving this movie. Mm-hmm. It stayed with me. Wow. It is in my top ten. It is number six. It's number seven for me. Wow. Actually yeah. quite hot for you. Yeah. I actually think Knowing is a great film. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is garbage, but I also think in some ways it is a great film. Great garbage. And a great performance. And I think uh, Rose Bryan 
is fantastic in yeah. it as well. She's a wonderful actress. She's know, really good. She's really good. I know you don't like Ben Mendelsohn, but I think he's I good in it guy. too. I think he is a terrible, terrible performer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I. It's just something about him you don't like. I don't know what it is. It's his performances. I don't it's even think so think because as really soon as you go, as soon as he's on really screen, you start getting upset. <laughs> no. Um, but, <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's just a good flick. It's just a good flick. It falls apart in the third act, but it falls apart in a way like the TV show Lost fell apart. In I would say actually, act. it really picks up in the third <laughs> act and does some interesting, interesting stuff there. Um, so we have watched so many. Nicholas we've watched Cage so many. We're not even. I'm like, okay, we've got three more. We've got three more. I, I'm like, I'm I'm like getting heated. I'm hungry. I'm so tired. 2009, G-Force. G-Force. <laughs> episode, Ben to Buds, great guy. Nicolas Cage plays Speckles. This is also produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah. Um, 15. 16. We are right there. Right we haven't there. had a single matchup, but we're we right had there. We haven't had a matchup. I don't uh, think we're going to. I don't think room, so. But, um, <laughs> fine. <laughs> he does a good voice. He does his Peggy Sue voice. Yes. His and Peggy great. Sue voice is good in that movie. Mm-hmm. I prefer it there than in Peggy Sue. 2009, we've still got The Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, in which Nicolas Cage plays Bad Lieutenant Terrence McDonough. McDowell. McDonough. McDonough. Hey, buddy. Um, what did you give Bad Lieutenant? 12. Five. Oh. Woo-wee, baby! You can't stop me now. You can't stop me now. <laughs> I think it's a fantastic performance. Um, Oscar tried to bring me down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar knows what's up. That was a fabulous uh, conversation. I will say, no. uh, we when so we recorded the Bad Lieutenant episode. This is a little outside trivia, fun, yeah. fun, fun stuff for you all. Uh-huh. Uh, and I went to an audition for an AT and T commercial. Oh, and this was maybe two, three days after reviewing the film. Uh, I sit down. And across from me, I see this guy, and he looks very familiar. I'm thinking to myself, where do I know this guy from? There's a lot of times in Hollywood you're like, do I know this person, or are they just an actor mm-hmm. that I've seen on mm-hmm. TV? And I realize really quickly it's Denzel Whitaker who plays the son, the like uh, witness. He has like three, four good scenes in the film. And I go, hey, sorry to bother you. Were you in Bad Lieutenant Port of Call, New Orleans? And he goes, whoa, deep cut. And I was like, oh, yeah. Did he actually say deep cut? Uh, I think so. Okay, because that's yeah. what June Diane Raphael said when I was like, I just watched year one. She she literally said the same thing. She goes, whoa, deep cut. I think that's what, I think that's what <laughs> actors say when someone brings up like a movie. A Not deep that cut. They're, yeah, yeah. A deep cut. Um, and we chatted for a bit. He said oh. Nicolas Cage was very nice oh. and very fun. He said it was a funny movie. Oh. And I was like, you know what? It was a funny movie. It was fun. It was nice. And Nicolas Cage is a nice guy. And he can be a little crazy on screen. And I like that. That is so nice. And that is such a good story, R2. Yeah. I love Small that. world That's here in amazing. Hollywood. That's amazing. That's so incredible. Oh, my gosh. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, well, our last film of the 2000s is 2009's Astro Boy. Astro Boy. Lovely <laughs> episode with Emma Steinkellner, sister of Teddy Steinkellner. Um... Nicholas Cage plays Dr. Tenma. Bad. <laughs> bad. Bad performance. Bad movie. 
18 out of 23. 17 out of 23. I think you could throw this movie away. Oh, I think you could throw this movie away. We were so close. Up. We were so close. If we had just, I, and it's like, it's, it's all like right one. Like, like, the, like, like the, the 16 yeah. through 18. I we, feel like we, we were right there. We were right little, there. But, Wow. 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 Okay. So we, we got through it. Those are the 2000s. Um, oh, I my final thoughts of the 2000s is something that came up when my mom was listening to Oscar's episode. Mm. Uh, uh, and she liked Oscar Montoya's freaky suggestion of like uh-huh. body swap mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage with a female actress. Um, and my mom suggested Ali Wong. Which yeah. I thought was really, really good, good. Really oh, good suggestion. Really good. Really good suggestion. Her runners up were Sandra Bullock or Jennifer Aniston. I think those are, I love those suggestions. I'm like, that's classic me and my mom. I don't think they're as strong as, Sandra Bullock I think is cool. But, and sometimes does rage. But I think Ali Wong really does, does have that like female rage as part of her career that I feel like is part of that conversation mm-hmm. we were having. But you're looking down, you're looking bored, you're ready to move it on, wrap it up, or you have a final thought that you're trying to bring up? Um, I wanted to say, just so you know, Uh we did 23 films in the 2000s. In the 2010s, Nicolas Cage does 41 movies. <laughs> Just to give you an idea of the ramping up, what is 41 this? films. 41? And he does, if you thought this was a lot, which he's doing a this lot of films, he does 41 movies in the next decade, which is close to four a year. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Are you crying? I'm about to start. That's that's really scary to hear. Um, but I love you. Shout out to you, Arjun, for hey, editing shout out over to you, 60 baby. episodes and over 40 more to go. And Let's do it. You're incredible. You're incredible. You're amazing. You're I'm glad I married it. you. I'm glad I married <laughs> you. That's huge. Yeah. Well, take us out of here, Steve. You know how we feel about <laughs> Nicolas Cage in the 2000s. And we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Cage Old Question. Send any emails to casualquestionpod at gmail.com. Aren't you? We got any emails? Nope. <laughs> if you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and send a five-star review our way. Thank you so much to the people who have sent five-star reviews. I was hey, just reading them this morning. That was great. They're so nice. Very I nice. love you guys. So <laughs> sweet. Do you have anything you want to plug? Yes. Oh. The actors are on strike. Yes! So we the will... actors and the writers. The actors First and the writers. Writing, like, since, since the 1960s. 1960s that yes. The actors and the writers are on dual we will, strike. We, will... we hate the studio. We you will bastards. not be promoting you anything. Fat cats in suits. <laughs> we are we are in solidarity with the actors. That's that is me. I am in the union. I am. Mm, I'm but this striking. is a non-sag production. This, this is, is a, a non-sag podcast. production. This is a personal podcast, not affiliated with any third parties. Um, any ex- opinions expressed here are strictly are you allowed own. to promote UCB shows or still yes, UCB shows? I can promote UCB shows. And Do you so know if how you, that where that fits under the carve out? Is that like? Because it's not SAG. It's not SAG. It's a yeah. theatrical. It's like yeah. a, a theater. Live, yeah. live theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, so come to UCB and support your fellow actors and writers. And come picket and march if you can. Sure, if you yeah, can. if you want that's, to that's, join. I've had people are reaching out and being like, what can we do? And yeah. our tune, you've said striking when you can is really yeah. helpful. So exactly. And we'll let you know if 
maybe we hear about any good strikers funds or something sure yeah if we find anything we'll let you know yeah listen in here for strikers (laughs) new the nicholas cage podcast that's right this is union labor rights okay for our next episode we're watching the 2010 film kick-ass we hope you'll watch with us and listen in signing off this is christina and our two nazareth we're asking you the the cage-old question I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I'd like to take his his face off. Oh, no, not the beat! A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny.